On today's Locked On Mavs, Isaac and I are going to talk about all kinds of stuff, news, things happening for the Mavericks. Jason Kidd was on the radio. And Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki was on the cover of a video game. Oh, let's go. Talk about it all on Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Monday Maniac, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Okay. I need your soundboard help. I need the conspiracy theory. So, here you know we I go. got that on hand. I'm ready. I'm ready with that one. So my mother-in-law is in from Brazil. And the last time my mother-in-law was here in the, in the States was a little over three years ago. And she went to her first and only Mavs game. And you know who else was in Dallas? Number zero for the Portland Trailblazers. And I'm just saying, she's back, and she's (laughs) back visiting. And the last time she was here, Damian Lillard was in Dallas, and he torched the Mavs, and it was this whole big thing we talked about on the podcast because all she called him was number zero. I had the USA game on tonight. We saw him. She's like, look, number zero, number zero. And I'm just saying, is this a coincidence? Is this going – if a trade goes down and it says, whoa, says Damian Lillard and the Dallas Mavericks – Y'all know who gets credit, my mother-in-law. Oh, there you go. You heard it here first. It may happen, it may not. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join us this week. We will be doing a Spotify Greenroom just like we did after the presser on Thursday. It'll be a good time. Join us. Get in on the action. All right, on today's show, a lot of stuff to talk about. We got to talk about the 2K cover. We got to talk about Porzingis did an interview in Latvia. There's some stuff there we can get from Porzingis and what he's doing this offseason. Uh, Jason Kidd was on the ticket. Lots of different things happening, going around. So we wanted to talk all about it and get into it. Uh, Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, Can I I make a plug real quick on something? Plug it. Something that we're both going to be at. So next Saturday, July 31st, if you are in Dallas, please join us in McKinney at the pub. And we're going to have a lot of uh, fun conversations about the Mavericks. Y'all know uh, one of our good friends, Jonathan Charks, is uh, fighting that fight against cancer right now. We've talked about it on this pod. Uh, there's ways you can help him. I know Kirk has started a GoFundMe. You can go to that link. Uh, Caring Bridge, yep. we've tweeted out uh, links to that. Yep. Uh, John, John's wife, Melissa, she's uh, so great at uh, articulating their feelings, whatever they're uh, all the feelings that's happening right now. But anyway, uh, the Mavs, Bobby, Skin, uh, myself, Nick, a bunch of us, we're going to be talking, hosting a Q&A and all this stuff at the pub in McKinney on the 31st from 1 to 4. All the proceeds uh, during that time frame will go to John and his family. John and his family actually be there. So please come out. If you can in Dallas, you're a Mavs fan. You want to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about Nico and kid and all this stuff. It will be a fun, fun time. But more importantly, all the money and proceeds will go to John and his family as they 
medical bills is crazy right now and uh they should not have to be worrying about that right now so. absolutely so we're gonna be joining together avenger style to uh you know to beat this basically is what we're doing hey i don't know what avenger you are i'm probably you're... like hawkeye or something with that with that group i'm probably like the <laughs> is skin captain america yeah probably yeah okay that's what i think too yeah that's probably all right <laughs> tim cato's spider-man <laughs> i don't know what tim cato would be <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right uh tons of stuff to get into so let's talk we've oh gosh how we, many how many have... comments did we get about okay. this all right let's be honest we failed our audience. We don't do this often, but we have failed our audience because Luka Doncic was named the cover athlete of NBA 2K, a really big deal, and we have not talked about it until now. We did have the presser on Thursday and all that kind of stuff, so it, there's a lot of stuff happening between then and now. But look at this. It's beautiful. Oh, hook it up to my veins. Can we – I just want it on my wall. Um, I got it as my, as my background on my phone. It's looking it, great. Photoshop oh wow, that it? actually does look good. Um, yeah, it never fails. You know, you hear more about you know stuff you forget and stuff you don't talk about or stuff you get wrong more than the the things sure. that you get right. And uh, the amount of tweets and DMs and YouTube comments <laughs> and it's like, how do these guys not even talk about NBA two? You dropped four pods and you didn't <laughs> even talk about. This. Like my freaking tr- gosh, it's true. No, they're all right though. Like completely. Like we did drop four pods between when he was named the cover athlete and now. And I can't like all the other podcasts on the Locked On NBA Network would be let like me, all let over me pull this out if, my if, notes app right now. If one of their athletes app. was named, but what does this mean for Luca? Because it seems like a big deal. We talked, man. What is it? A year ago? Two years ago? About why Luca doesn't have a signature shoe yet. What's Luca's audience look like is, you know, is he more popular than Zion? Like all that kind of stuff yes. with, with all-star voting and things that we talked about. And now it seems like Luca has risen above that whole conversation, right? Just completely uh, with this. It's, it's absolutely insane to see him on this cover already at 22. Like let's do this whole thing again. Our whole monologue. We do every, every time we talk about Luca at 22 years old to already be the cover athlete, of 2K and it not be a Derrick Rose type situation, right? Like is is absolutely wild. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they had Zion on it last year, and you know, we had that um, debate conversation. I don't know, at some point last year. Are you saying ago. it it devalued what the 2K cover means that they put <laughs> Zion on there? There are more options. There are now more athletes on there. But. Yes, it's very true. Um, but I know, I remember when we had that debate. Um, I forgot how long ago it was. Was like who's more popular right now, Zion or Luca? Yeah. And it was like a year ago. I feel like, and I was so like, Luca is more popular than Zion. All this stuff, despite you know Zion's Instagram stuff, whatever. And now I don't even <laughs> oh, think that it's he had convers- a million more followers on Instagram. Well, now I don't even think it's a conversation either. I still no. think it's like I thought it was Luca then. I think Luca's like furthered that gap now. And I think I think something you can even look at in particular is like look at the jersey sales, like. Mark Stein mm-hmm. tweeted those out not too long ago. And like Zion wasn't even in the top 10. I don't, he might not even been in the top 15, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And Luca was what, fourth or fifth on that list, you know, behind, you know, LeBron and, you know, what, Steph, maybe. Um, anyway, it just goes to show you that Luca is one of the most popular, you know, players in the league. I think you actually, you might have it pulled up right now. Yeah. LeBron, Giannis, KD, Luca, number four on that. I mean, Look, Zion's not even on that list. So 
when you're looking at players to put on this, I mean, LeBron's already been on it. Giannis has already been on it. KD's well, a legend yeah. now. He's on the legend cover with Dirk. He's on the legend cover. So, mate, who who else are you going to give it to? I mean, I guess they could have went with you know Booker. Steph's already been on it. Uh, I think Harden's been on it. Kyrie Lillard was on it in 2016, right? Yeah, Lillard was on it last year. So, I mean, I guess they could have went Booker because he was in the finals. But no, you this go was, with Luka this Doncic. This is decided way before the finals, though, right? That's like true. they probably yes. wouldn't yeah. even have known that. And you know, if you if you ventured out into trash video games, you maybe looked at <laughs> you know NBA Live, and Luka was on live last year. He moves over to the actual good video game this year in 2K. I say good in a relative sense. It's better than live, but I just, here's my thing. I've bought NBA my entire life. I actually just played it today because I'm in an online league now because now I'm like trying to get back into 2K. And I literally just told my wife the other day, I was like, I think next year is going to be the first year I don't buy it because I just, <laughs> I haven't been playing as much. Kids come along, like your time is like valuable. And then they put Luca on one cover and Dirk on the other cover of the same And I'm edition. just like, take my money. Like, what are we doing? Like, of course I'm going to buy it. And yes, are you listening to saying, Isaac, are you about to drop 60 bucks because of a cover? Yes, that is what I'm going to do. So don't judge me. And then I'll play the game and hopefully there's some like cool Luca mode or something. I'm waiting to just buy the artwork. Oh, that's all I want is the artwork. I want it big. I want it up there, like right next to right next to Zuko and Iroh. I want it right up there on the wall because I, I love this artwork. I think it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, do you have a picture of the, the Dirk cover too? You know, they have the Legends uh, cover with Dirk and KD and Kareem. And, you know, it it looks great, too. I know I got a couple of tweets like, hey, which one are you going to buy? I will buy the Luca one, probably, um, even though this Dirk one looks amazing. I mean, just shout out to the Mavs. I mean, Mavs theme 2K year. Let's Heck go. Yeah. Dirk. And the coolest thing about it is like Dirk's, you know, in like in the game doing all these interviews and stuff, too. Like I like I just said, I was playing. Uh, 2k21 earlier and dirk's like in one of the loading screens like talking uh to the host they have like a little tv show in, in the game if you don't play and he's just talking about life talking about the show and he's doing all this publicity for it so he's been tweeting and stuff I'm like i need more dirk in my life we, there, you can never have enough dirk in your life and uh yeah i just love it and i'm excited to see what the legend edition looks like um what it means for Dirk, and I don't know. I they just, really, I love all. Of they kind of did our guy dirty though. The eyes just seem weird. Like it just seems like he's he's really had a really like sad day. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, On the eyes. They've all. They haven't done the best job at uh, his appearance in the game. But. <laughs> like the disheveled hair. Like he could have cut it. Could have given our guy a little bit of a better day to go off of the you know the stencil or whatever he just. <laughs> The, the source image anyway uh all right that's the 2k cover let us know what you think uh what there does you this go, mean guys what does this mean all, for luca you, that's waiting for that segment there all right go. let's do this are you gonna buy 2k just because of luca and dirk let's say you weren't gonna buy 2k in general would you buy this just because luca's on the cover let's answer that question uh yeah let's an answer that question in the chat oh i thought you were asking me oh i mean you already answered the question yes. you're gonna do it Yes. <laughs> we yes. already know that. All right, coming up, let's get into some of these interviews that had that happened with Jason Kidd and Porzingis and a bunch of other stuff that's happened. More news, by the way, too. The assistant coaching, we're getting closer with another assistant coach. So hopefully we'll get this one uh, sorted out. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I eat one almost every single day. Uh, I just absolutely enjoy them. They're great to tide me over from a meal. 
They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories. That's kind of the range for the, the different bars. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five, not 45, four to five. That means either four grams or five grams. That's not a lot for a bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate, four to five grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy and good for you. There's a bunch of different options that you can get. Go and check it out at built.com. Uh, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Bunch of flavors available right now, and they have all kinds of promotions and different other kinds of uh, products. So go check it out. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Trust us. They're pretty good. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of these interviews that we saw over the weekend. Uh, Jason Kidd on the ticket, Porzingis over in Latvia. But first, Igor, Igor Kokoshkov inching ever closer. How many updates are we going to get? We were talking about this before. This this offseason, it just seems like news happens, but it moves very slowly, and we get an update on every single round of the update, update, the update of the news. Like, how many times has Wes Unseld been announced as the Wizards head coach or Willie Green as the Pelicans head coach? It seems like we've gotten tweets and it's maybe like three just, different tweets of the Washington Wizards and Wes Unseld Jr. are nearing an agreement. Laser focused on, on to be contract. the next franchise's head coach. I'm like, I've seen three tweets of this, in it, and I'm super happy for him. He deserves it, and it's awesome. But I'm like, I, I get the notifications, and I'm okay. It's cool. just every, Igor it's, is kind of in the same. I'm like, yes, I know we're getting close to Igor being announced, but it's still not official. But we've gotten a few tweets. It's true. It's still not fully official, so we won't dive into it yet. But that is inching closer. But I think that's an excellent addition. He's been. I got I a question realize, for you. I didn't realize he'd been an NBA assistant for so long, like since 2000. Right? Like that's yeah, that's a long, a long time. time. He's Kings were the latest, I think. Yeah. Does Does Luca tweet a congratulatory? tweet or instagram post about igor first or jason kid first <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it that will fans try to read 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 too much into it if fans he's like or co-host of the lockdown mavericks podcast which ones will lead it will if he like blows, <laughs> blows up his instagram feed congratulating like, congratulating igor and there still hasn't been anything about okay anyway they will look like this. They will be all angry, like champ. <laughs> I like that. Shout out to us for going to the Mavs uh, sale this weekend and just cleaning them out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they took my money, man. <laughs> Isaac, okay, I'm going to pull back the curtain again a little bit. Not as emotional as the last time I pulled back the curtain, for sure. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, thank you to everybody that has, has messaged me, DM me, and send uh, great messages. I really appreciate it. But Any negative stuff? Do I need to fight anyone? I don't think so. No, it's all been pretty okay. positive. One guy was like, skip to 630 so that you can not so you can actually hear the Mavs stuff. And I was like, I, hey. guess, I, I guess I get it. Hey, sir, come to the pub July 31st. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not fighting people at Charks' thing. <laughs> uh <laughs> But Isaac and I were walking away from the presser on Thursday, and he goes, we should go to the pro shop. I'm like, okay, let's let's go to the hangar. I'm like, okay, we'll walk over yeah. to the hangar. And then you, like, double-take and you go, no, nah, I'll just spend money. And you just look so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and guess, two minutes later, you go, no, nah, okay, we're going to the hangar. And we go to the hangar, and guess who bought stuff? I bought a hoodie. <laughs> and then at the sale over the weekend. And then the dude a- tells me at the counter, there's going to be a sale on the week. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, you didn't. And then I kind of forgot about it. Then Nick texted me and said, hey, I just went to the sale. Look at all the stuff I got. And I'm like, crap, load up. Load the family up. Let's you had, go. You had and, to one-up me. And then I went. And then I this, went a second time. And This must be a Monday after a big news weekend because we're completely off the rails already. 
Let's go uh, into this. Okay, All right, let, let's get into yeah. Jason let's get Kidd into interview. some some. We I guess the two K cover was real news, but Jason Kidd was on the ticket with the Musers uh, over the weekend, and he had a couple of comments that I found pretty interesting. Uh, the first one, he was asked if he was a player coach. Like, if, are you a player's coach? That's kind of a buzz phrase uh, that that a lot of people have have said recently about about <laughs> yeah player coach. Yeah, I guess that's different than a a player's coach and a player coach are different things. But he was asked if you are you a player's coach? Like, are you a coach that you know can relate with players? And Carlisle was not a player's coach by all means. Like, it seemed mm-hmm. like he tried to take some steps to be that. He like went and visited Dennis, went and visited Luca and KP and all that stuff o- over the summers and tried to be a player's coach. But he was just. He's just not that, right? And so now we're trying to take the different direction for the Mavericks, and he asked that. And he said, he said, yes, he does believe he's a player's coach and that he'll, quote, give them the answers to the test. I thought that was an interesting way to put it as a coach. Like, there's just a difference for if you've been there before and you know the answers to some things. And I think his experience from, you know, failing in, in Milwaukee and then I guess sort of in Brooklyn as well, I think – he seems like he's learned, and and the big thing that he keeps mentioning over and over again, he does in this interview we'll talk about later, is that he doesn't know everything. And so mm-hmm. I think that that combined with his actual experience as a player in so many different facets of a career, right? He's been a role player. He's been a star player. He's been a point guard. He's played off the ball. Like, he's play, played in so many different areas. So on paper, all those things together should equal some pretty good, at least, advice and knowledge for some of these players, especially Luca, I think Brunson. This is, I think Jason Kidd could be really, really good for Brunson specifically. And uh, Lonzo. On paper, and hopefully Lonzo, yeah. Well, he, he said something else in that same quote when it came to his experience and giving the answers to the test. And I thought this is what this is what separates Kidd from some of these other like candidates out there, saying, I have played every seat on the bench. I've right. been the starter. I've been the franchise player. I've been the role player. I've even been the guy at the end of his career, like, I've been the guy at the end of the bench that I like, I wasn't good enough. I was the old guy, but I was still staying positive and like how to make an impact on the team. Like he's literally played every role. So besides, I guess the, the young kid who like is just trying to get minutes, I guess he hasn't played that role because he came in and he was, you know, already good, but but he's played so many of those like spots and positions that he does have the experience that he can go to them and saying, Hey, like I've been there, I've been there, done that. Let me tell you, let me, let us talk about it. So I thought that part was intriguing. Yeah. So that is a positive and we are going to try to focus on some positives because he's the coach of the Mavericks now, right? Like we're going to try to look at, we're going to try to look at the bright side and see, okay, what, what can he actually bring to this team? What can he bring that's, you know, different than what he did before and, you know, the ways that he uh, coached in, in other places. So I think that being a player's coach, I think will actually help the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, He's asked. He's been asked a couple of these questions at the presser, and then now in this interview about basketball today. And I find his answers really refreshing because you just don't want some of these questions. Like, what do you think about? You know, this was the question that was asked. What changed the most since you were a player? And you hear so many guys, most of these guys in the media, that say, you know, like you know, these guys, not necessarily the TNT guys, but on on ESPN and NBA TV and all these guys that come out and say well, they're soft or they're this, or it's a negative approach that they take to it. Now, kid's about to coach these guys. He's not going to say anything negative, but uh, he said, players are better now. I thought that was such like a refreshing comment from a former player to come out and say that players are better now. Basketball IQ is high. Skill is high. Those are two things that he said. And I really like that as a, you know, as an answer 
uh, because it's it's looking at today's NBA in a positive light and not like, well, they could never play in my era. That whole shtick that you know a lot of, a lot of former players like to do right now. Yeah, for sure. And he even said he's like, we've fallen in love with the three pointer, and he mentions in that of saying, you know, teams are some teams are out there trying to shoot for fifty threes a game, and how that's how the game has changed. I mean, this is stuff we we all have seen and noticed that. But he makes it a point too to emphasize which. He did in my my answer when I asked him about what he's learned from LA. He brought up defense, talk about Vogel yep. Yep. and the Lakers being you know one of the top teams in the league defensively. And he said it again there. He's like, "Hey, we've fallen in love with a three pointer, like yeah, as far as, as the league." And he was like, "But the team winning championships, he's a you got to be able to play defense." And I mean, stop if you've heard a Mavericks coach <laughs> um, about to go into a training camp talking about defense. We're going to work on defense. Here we go. All right. It's like, uh, deja vu all over again. <laughs> deja vu. Uh, but you know what? You can never talk about it enough, I guess. Well, they still haven't played it. So <laughs> I mean, you at least want him to talk about it. It'd be different if he's like, you know what? We're just going to lean We're- into offense because we suck at defense. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. It's hopeless on that end. There's no there's no shot for us. Uh, coming up, there's so much more I want to get into. Uh, he said something else in that, that, that topic about falling in love with the three that I thought was really interesting, too, that speaks to his uh, basketball IQ that I think will... Again, all of this is on paper. Help help the Dallas Mavericks. So let's get into that coming up. But before we do, I want to tell you quickly about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on sports. Right now, there's so much going on. There's NBA stuff. The, the Bucks took a 3-2 lead. The Suns have been series favorites since game one in this. And now the Bucks are now minus 385 favorite. That's a huge swing. I think it went from like... It was like minus 200-something for the Suns, and now it's all the way over to a minus 385 for the Bucks. That's a huge swing. If you think the Suns can take it back, that's this is your time now to put some money. If you think the, the Suns can win two more games and two straight games in this series, then go run to betonline.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus. Your first deposit, they have Olympic stuff. NCAA, they have some draft stuff on there. Football, golf, horse racing, everything you can think of. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus, your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's keep talking about the interview with Jason Kidd from The Ticket, the Musers. He was on there over the weekend, uh, or maybe on Friday. And the, the thing that he said in that that answer that you talked about when you know we're looking at what how teams play today and he said you know we fall in love with the three but teams that win championships play on the other end the other thing that he said in that that statement was the good teams are shooting threes and the mid-range he like focused on both of those like he talked about how you know effective teams are really really good mid-range shooting teams which is true we're seeing the suns team right now really good at these mid-range shots booker chris paul like you have these elite guys at this mid-range shot because you have to be able to be a three-level scorer in the NBA to to succeed at the highest level. You especially know? playoff time. Especially in the playoffs. Chris Middleton is showing it on the other end for the Bucs. He is absolutely killing it in the mid-range at times during this series because he's he wasn't hitting his threes for the longest time, but he was still scoring. He was scoring in the mid-range. That's how he's doing it. Giannis has added some mid-range stuff. I tweeted out this video of Giannis, I think it was in game five, of him taking this like Dirk step back, you know, one-legged fade. And he like everyone's trying to hit that mid-range shot because it's super important. It's so hard to guard because if you can get the right distance, if you can get the right space, you it's a much easier shot to, to get to if you can get that space and the best players can get that space. And so why, you know, you start playing your averages. You're like, okay, well, 
this shot, you know, is a 60% shot two point range, or I can try a 33% shot at three point, right? And you're like, let me just try uh, to get that. So I thought that was important too, that it's not just all, we're not all going to lean into threes and lean into that. We're going to embrace some of this other stuff too, uh, especially these mid-range shots. Cause that's something Luca added last year that we thought really opened up his game. Yeah. That your last point was exactly what I was going to say. It's like, okay. we just, that was the, that was the next level that we saw from Luca last year is adding that mid range or I shouldn't say add it. He's had it, but he's added it to his arsenal as far as implementing it into the game. But it's almost like, so for, for Porzingis though, like he has to almost add the inside game for like now, right? He has like, he can, he can hit the three. He does need to get better and more consistent at hitting the three. The mid-range game is kind of there, and he can do it every once in a while, depending on who's guarding him. We saw that at least a little bit more consistent, but it's the inside stuff that he just can't do at all. The finishing at the rim kind of stuff that he really struggled with this past year. It's almost like that's the you know, the three-level area that he needs to work on, yeah. uh, which I found interesting. But any other quotes from this Jason Kidd art, or, uh, interview? Um, yeah, I didn't know. Do you just want to stay on the, on the Kidd interview and we hit Nico a different day, or what are you thinking? No, let's go for it. Okay. Is there anything um, else stuck out? Well, just the collaboration on the coaching staff that he's said, hey, you know, as far as who's going to be assistant coaches, he said it's a collaboration between Mark, him, and everyone. Um, I thought that was just intriguing. I mean, just I, I don't know how coaching staffs are, like, fully formed. I mean, you could tell me that kid picks every single one of them, and it's 100%, or Mark and everybody. Uh, so I was like, hmm, okay, learn something there that I guess it's – everyone's input on who kid gets as assistants and not just Jason kid. Well, there's definitely levels of coaches, right? There's, there's coaches where you bring him in like Stan Van Gunning in Detroit, where you bring him in. He is the, you know, he can say anything about, he, he was the president of basketball operations and the coach. Like that is the highest level of input that you can. Doc Rivers was this in the clip with the Clippers for a while. That guy literally makes roster decisions, coaching decisions. Like he is given all the responsibility. And then there's certain coaches that are given less than that, right? And they're just like lower. So to me, yeah. it was like, we're not giving Jason Kidd complete autonomy. Uh, to, which is good. I which mean, is he probably good, right? He hasn't proven that yet. I mean, right. we've talked about his past coaching stops and everything. So in a way, it's good that they're saying, hey, we're not going to let you just pick everything. Like, let's come in and like, we'll help you pick of who we think should be around you. And it's probably positive because Nico has, you know, different connections that Jason Kidd probably doesn't. And so that that's yeah. probably great too. Is it it seems like they're really embracing this collaboration on both like the coaching staff, player movement, like all kinds of stuff. They're embracing this. And it, there's a little part of me that doesn't think that it's positive. But it, you want to think that it's positive because, you know, more more brains together, we can get a better answer, all that kind of stuff. Collaboration, that should be good, working together. There's not just Rick doing this thing, Donnie doing his thing, and Mark Cuban like coming in and saying no swiftly at the end of this. You want him to be like involved in the whole process so you see how it got there instead of just saying no at the end because he doesn't understand the the whole scope of you know, like a Giannis pick or something like that, yeah. right? So it's there's there's pros and cons I guess I don't really know well one. but in and I think we've seen both them speaking out of both sides of their mouth too I think we've heard a lot of the collaboration but we've also heard Mark and everyone say oh this is Nico's show right Nico's the president of basketball ops Nico's the general manager see, see he, I think that was an overcorrection from the presser where he said well I make the final decisions and kind of made a, a joke about it and people took it and ran with it like oh Cuban's making all the decisions still and Nico doesn't have any power and so he's then, still and always going to make the decisions but Cuban I still will, took, yeah. yeah, I still took from the press that like 
we want to empower him. Like we want to, even that, that whole quote that he had about, you know, when you give somebody responsibility, you got to give them authority too. So I, I yeah, think true. it's a little twofold in that, like they're going to let him run the show and do his thing. But in, in the same sense, Hey, um, I'm going to sign off on everything. But speaking of Nico, unless you had something. The one thing Jason Kidd said in this, in this interview, Nico also kind of mentioned it too. Uh, when he was asked about Harald Bob Algaris, he mm. said, quote, I wasn't there to speak on how they used Bob. Now, uh, the, the hopeful optimist side of me says, okay, th- he's talking about him in the past tense. That means that he's Bob's not there anymore and they've moved on from it. But I'm still just holding on. There's still something about it that just seems like he might still be uh, working for the Mavericks or with the Mavericks in some way. But they both talked about him in the past tense. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't. Even, it is what I, it is, right? Until we, we get an update, we, I'm not we may, this may be waste. the big mystery of the Dallas Mavericks forever. I'm not gonna just, waste any breath on it until we get it. I just thought official. it was interesting. It was all in the past tense, right? Like nobody is confirmed or denied he's still with the team or he's not with the team, which is just. I have no more comments on. <laughs> okay nico harrison he was asked on the fan he did this great interview and they asked him about evaluating talent and he had this question of a little bit of him admitting something about the difference between nike and now and like what he'll have to get better at he said i've been doing it for 19 years i think the difference is that now when i was doing it nike on the nike side we were just looking for people that ultimately can sell products and now you got to put the pieces together. He said, I haven't actually done that, but I do it all the time. I look at teams and say, oh, they need this. They need that. I'm a basketball guy. I've played basketball my whole life, I've played overseas. Really putting the pieces together isn't going to be a problem. But it's like him admitting like, like we think it's going to be a seamless thing. And he has all these relationships and stuff. But it, I thought that was really telling too, because he has like. This is a different a, game. Yeah, it's a different game. Like he he has like been very confident of like who he is, and it's like, hey, I'm bringing all this to the table. These 19 years of relationships, but actually selling like telling the difference that yeah, I put the team together to sell products. Now putting the pieces together for a basketball product, it's a different ball game in that. So I just thought that that was I'm I'm glad that he shared the honesty in that and didn't just yeah. like gloss over it like oh yeah, I've basically been doing all this, you know like. But I like that honesty from it. It's it's I think it's back to that humility part that we, you know, attributed to Jason Kidd. I think both of these guys come in, you know, with a little bit of humility, like, okay, you know, I have, you know, Jason Kidd, it was with his personal past, which there's so many things you can get into with that, but I didn't know everything as a coach. And I, you know, admit that I was, you know, overstepped at certain certain parts of my yeah. career. And then Nico coming in and saying, you know, I haven't done this job before. And so I'm gonna come in and, you know, do the work and all that kind of stuff. I think that I think that's positive, right? Instead of instead of all the, you know, coming in and saying we know what we're doing and we're gonna change this around and this team's gonna win a title and blah blah blah. You know, blah blah blah. I think I think they're taking it from that. But if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm a little I'm a little worried that he's never done it before. And he basically gave the answer, yeah, I've played with the trade machine before. But hey, it's a <laughs> it's a different level than that, like, but still this website called TradeNBA.com. <laughs> okay, real quick. Can we keep going about just his KP comments? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Dad. So he says, he's talking about KP and he says, I'm actually really excited about Chris Stops. I think he's finally healthy. What Jason Kidd is going to bring in terms of communication 
and really wrapping his arms around people. I honestly think he's going to really flourish in the system that Jason's going to bring. He goes on about his fit with Luca. The skill set that he brings matches with Luca, but I also think the thing about Chris Stapps is stop me if you've heard this before. People put a lot of him, put a people put a lot on him in terms of the reason why their season ended, but he was doing what he was told to do. He's actually a team player, and I think we're just going to put him in a position to succeed. They're, so they're I, harping on this so much. Another uh, hey, he was just doing what he was told to do, what Rick told him to do, basically. Kid said that um, in the interview on the ticket too. Yeah, and in the whole, you know, the talking point again of which it's and I don't even want to say a talking point because it's it's the truth as far it as it is true. This yeah. is the, that's true about his role. It's also true that this is his first healthy offseason yep. and all that. But they're they're continuing to really hype KP up in this, like, hey, he's gonna fit in Jason's system, everything. And you once again, you do that either way. Even if you think he's gonna be part of the future or not, they're saying all the right things. You empower him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You empower him, but it, it's also good to remember why he got to the point where Carlisle was like, stand in the corner. <laughs> I mean, there it, there was a long road to get to that point that we followed. And I mean, we cover the team every single day. We watch every game. We follow everything. We follow all the quotes and everything. So uh, there is a reason why he got to that point. But yeah, it's. And it's also good to remember Cuban's quote from three or four weeks ago. Which I found very interesting, which is probably going to be a whole podcast. But yeah, he said, uh, there's no question about it. I think people were unfairly giving KP a hard time. KP is who he is. We didn't think our need for a secondary score would be as great as it was, honestly. We thought we had more need, you know, more defense and to balance things out. This was Mark Cuban speaking at a school. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) the St. Mark's School of Texas Alumni. Yes, uh, back in June. So this is before Nico and stuff. Uh, went down Nico and Jason Kidd and when that quote came out it's kind of a underlying like kind of a quiet quote because he's obviously speaking at school trickled out some people talked about it but Mark basically admitting that like hey like we were still in need of a secondary guy we thought we had the guy with KP he KP is who he is that's what he says in this yeah so but while still saying he's i think people are unfairly giving kp a hard you know hard time kp is who he is and all that stuff but it's another thing there of like hey we can remember that comment but also remember them hyping him up and everything right now too so yeah yeah there's a balance with kp you still average 20 points a game during the regular season yeah. It's, he's not a trash NBA player, right? We we can't no. go that far down the down the pendulum. I, I don't think we ever have, but no, uh, yeah, you can't go that far. He still is a, a functional, good NBA player. He just ran into a bad matchup and couldn't, you know, couldn't attack the matchup in a way that the Mavericks needed him to, and that really held him back. And so it's like, and how this much should be wo- the best he's looked in years. So this year, yeah, the work. I mean, if he comes out and looks bad at the beginning of this season, that's when it. it I think then you're if you. I'm assuming first, most everyone has red flags up right now, but first month, first month and a half, right? We're not talking first five games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For a, a decent long stretch there that, I mean, everything, he should be good now. So should be, there you go. Uh, so many other did, things. Did we, other we, teams hear that? He should be great. Right. This should be the best he's ever been. All-star. Uh, there's so many other things we could get to and talk about this, but we'll stop there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Oh.
Uh, made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissor joke for you.